Hi, everyone. Welcome to Light from the Rabbit Hole podcast. I'm Don Whitney. I started this podcast to share my own story and to share stories of light in the dark corners of trauma, chronic and mental illness, and addiction. It will also include brave stories within the LGBTQIA community. On today's episode, I talk about an amazing organization that is a huge resource that I wish I had known about 12 years ago when my son had come out that he was gay. It's called PFLAG and can be found at www.pflag.org. It stands for Parents and Friends of Lesbian and Gays, yet it stands for those in the entirety within the LGBTQIA community. And I learned some insightful information that could be helpful if you are yourself in this community or are supporting someone who is. Let's dive in. Hello, thank you for listening to Light from the Rabbit Hole. I am so excited and honored this morning to be talking a little bit about an organization that I wish I had known about many, many years ago but one that has been around for uh, quite some time now. It's a national advocacy organization for parents who are supporting a loved one that is uh, within the LGBTQIA community. And it has a whole variety of resources and um, opportunities to start a chapter, to run a chapter, to be a part of a chapter uh, within your local community, but it also is just an absolutely amazing resource. And a friend of mine told me about this organization called PFLAG, and I looked it up, did some research, and I couldn't believe the wealth of information that was there and all of the collection of information that I have actually been um, in my own mind, you know, kind of formulating and putting together over the years as I've been uh, supporting my son who is a gay man. And it, it was so great to see that a lot of the things that I was already thinking about or doing and some things that I actually haven't been doing yet uh, we're on the right path. And I just felt like this cloud had lifted of, wow, somebody has, has completely outlined everything that's in my head <laughs> and is a, is a resource that's available for, for me and other parents who are learning about this beautiful community. And I was just stunned. I thought, wow, where have I been? So the organization is phenomenal. They are, of course, uh, run by donations. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be at the top of my list of a new organization that I'm going to be supporting, of course. Um, I support many, but this one is going to be at the top of the list. Um, I, I found something that I thought was really interesting, and I wanted to just kind of talk about it today because I don't have a guest on. It's just me kind of talking a little bit about my story as I, as I start to make my way through these podcast series, but it uh, is really relevant for parents who 
you know, suspect that their child is gay or lesbian or queer or trans, you know, or, or any, you know, anything within the community that um, they're starting to feel like, hey, this might be, this might be going on. And there is no handbook for raising a child, uh, especially when you know nothing about what they're going through and the community that they are about to enter. So it's about education. It is about um, being open and compassionate and loving. And I think actually figuring out how to block out the noise that we hear from those around us that are not educated and that are ignorant on the issue um, of LGBTQIA. And I am learning about the IA as we speak, which um, in future podcasts, I'm going to have some guests on here that are going to be representative of the I and the A. So this is exciting. So I found this article and it was really interesting and it's on the PFLAG uh, website. And as I mentioned earlier, there is a chapter in literally every single city and state across the country. If there's not one near you, you can start one. And let me just tell you, I looked at that today and I thought, wow, I might just do that. There are quite a few, I think, in Portland here. There are a few chapters, but what's, what's wrong with one more, and especially here in Northeast? So, so I'm thinking about that. But what I wanted to tell you is there was this article around, you know, I think my child may be LGBTQ. And it was, a, it was an outline of six things that you can do before they come out. Um, and there was a parent that said, and I've actually had this, set, people have said this to me as well. I'm pretty sure my son is gay or I'm pretty sure my daughter's a lesbian. I don't know what to do. They haven't come out yet. And I want to make sure that they know that I am in support uh, of them. And my situation's a little unique because I knew that my son uh, perhaps was gay. I wasn't 100% sure, but I was probably 95% sure. When he was about the age of, I would say, four years old, um, maybe three, he was dressing up a lot in all of my clothes and wearing makeup and very excited about nail polish and sparkles and played with Barbies. And you would put a truck and a Barbie in his room at the age of three, two or three, and he would just dart over the truck to get to the Barbie doll. <laughs> and, you know, it was, it was really interesting to watch happen because I... I don't think at first I really had a clue as to what was really going on. And I just thought, oh, it's so cute. And there would be, you know, people at his daycare that would say to me, you know, well, I, I don't know, Cole really, he gravitates towards all the girls and he gravitates towards the girl toys. And, you know, we're really trying to integrate him more with the boys because, you know, he's a boy and we want him to be, uh, with the boys so that he is accepted. 
which I think is really interesting. And not knowing, being fully ignorant to all of this at that point, I was like, yeah, you know, that makes sense. We, we don't want him to be singled out and bullied. So yeah, that makes sense. And I, you know, as, as the years went on, I, I, I knew that there was a possibility, but I thought, oh, it's, you know, he's, he's too young to really know. So he's not verbalizing it and he doesn't really know. He just likes girl things. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna broach it. I'm just going to let it go. We'll just see. We'll just see where it ends up and wherever it ends up, I'm going to be cool with it, but I'm just not going to, I'm not going to push the issue. And my, uh, my ex-husband was completely opposite. So he was very, very disturbed that his son was, was playing with Barbies, that his son was playing kitchen, you know, playing in the kitchen with pots and pans and pretending that he was cooking um, watching me put my makeup on in the morning, just absolutely focused, laser focused on mom. And he would say things to me like, you know, you're just, you're babying him. You're making him really emotional. He's going to be very emotional and a very sensitive kid. And it's because you are not, having him spend more time with boys or, you know, he's not in sports. Why isn't he in sports? So right around the age of actually, ironically, three, three and a half is, is when his dad and I uh, broke up, split up. And I hear, I would hear that a lot from his dad when he would have him on the weekends, he would say, you know, you're, you're, you're making him a girl and you're acting like this around him. And you've taken him away from me too young and now he's going to be girly. And it was just always equated with such a negative undertone. And it used, used to just drive me insane. I knew deep in my core that that was just the wrong way to think about it. And it would make me really angry. And we would get into arguments about it. And I would say to him, you know, let him be who he is. Just love him for who he is. What is wrong with you? Why can't you just see him for who he is? And so I think this is a common thing that happens in families. I, I, I don't know many families. There's a few in my circle. But I don't know many families where the mother and the father both are 150% accepting of their child within the LGBTQ community at that age. One of them is invariably trying to convince the other spouse or the other, you know, person in the relationship that, you know, let him outgrow it. Let's, let's see if she, you know, she's just a tomboy or, you know, let's see, let's see what happens with him or, you know, it's just kind of this strange thing that happens and I was a part of it. And so I can speak from experience in the fact that I was completely uneducated around the fact that number one, my son might be gay. Number two, how do I support him? <laughs> Number three, I feel awkward because I don't know how to explain it to other people and make other people feel comfortable that he's gay. Um, and number four, which actually should be the most important thing, is how do I allow uh, for other people to see him for who he tru- truly is and support him within the school system and other community events so that he is not bullied. 
So it, it really became my focus at a young age for Cole that he express himself and be who he is and not feel shame uh, and sadness about the fact that he, uh, you know, maybe was a little bit different than everybody else at school. So I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this that are in the same shoes that I'm in or have been in the same shoes. So when I was reading this article, I just really went, wow. Um, So I'm just going to read a couple things for you. And then of course you can find this on their website, but number one, the outline is respond to an LGBTQ character in the media. So if you're watching TV or a movie and you see an LGBTQ character come on screen, which we all know is happening more and more these days, it still needs to happen much more. Uh, But back in the day when I was growing up, that wasn't happening. And if it was happening, you, it was very under the cover, very stealth, and no one really knew, you know, nobody ever really talked about it. Nobody knew what was going on. I think really until Ellen came out, uh, did, did things start to get a little more real for uh, people in the demographic that I grew up in uh, to accept people within the LGBTQ community. So um, so if you're watching a movie and a character comes on, you want to you wanna seize that opportunity to affirm to your child that you're accepting and supportive of those type of, of, of people, of LGBTQ people. Um, it, it might seem a little cow- counterintuitive, but the best thing to do is to wait for your child to open up to you. So sometimes that'll happen when you're watching, when you're watching TV. Um, I, I thought a little bit about this, and Cole used to watch scary movies. He loved scary movies, and I would never let him watch them when he was with me. I would get so mad at his dad because he'd have him on the weekends and he'd bring him home, and he'd be like, "Mom, I watched this scary movie." I'm just like, "Ugh." And so I was always trying to watch other movies with him that were positive in going to show um, a member within the LGBT community that were positive. And it was really a struggle to find those type of movies back then that were. And, you know, I have a, a passion for music. I grew up singing and performing. And so my son would express himself through music because he would see me singing and almost every time that we would be together and he was young, you know, three, four or five years old, he would always sing the girl songs with me. He, he just loved it. And he would just get so excited when a song would come on where there was a beautiful angelic voice. And uh, he always would say, mommy, mommy, sing that song, sing that song. Um, so, I think it's really important that if you have an opportunity to casually um, integrate, you know, your conversation around like someone that is a character in the media and, and portray it in a positive light, that that's huge. So that was number one. Number two, boy, was this a big one. Uh, stop any and all hate speech. I mean, it seems like it's an obvious one, but The microaggressions are a great opportunity to demonstrate to your child that you're an ally. And this was really interesting. 
I didn't even know this, but there was a 2018 report from the Human Rights Campaign that shows that 78% of LGBTQ youth are not, who are not out at home, in their own home, hear their own families make negative comments about LGBTQ uh, people or the community. Think about that, 78% of youth who are sitting in silence because they clearly know who they are, but they haven't come out yet, are listening to their families speak derogatory about who they are. So that really hit me hard. I was like, wow. And, you know, speaking from my own experience, um, my, my ex-husband, you know, really does struggle with, um, with all of this. And he and my son do not have a relationship at this time. And I think that, in my opinion, I think it's probably a good thing because his dad has a really difficult time accepting who he is. And there have been opportunities where I've, I've actually heard him call Cole a fag, um, queer, uh, which now is not a, a negative word, but back in the day it was. Um, there's so many words that I can tell you that I've heard him say to him. And it's heartbreaking. It's just absolutely heartbreaking. I also think this was kind of interesting. I mean, for example, if someone uses the word gay in place of stupid, I mean, we've all done it. I did it when I was young, not knowing. We have to remind them that, that the two are not interchangeable and suggest that they basically need to say what they actually mean. So I think taking the word gay out of the conversation <laughs> unless you're talking about a gay person, is really important. Um, but it's crucial that your child feel that your home and ultimately you are a safe space. That requires both of you as parents to be on the same page. And if you're not, then please help the other person get educated quickly because the divide that's going to happen in the family is going to be so hard on you down the road as well as your child and it's going to probably prohibit your child from really having a close intimate and transparent or even authentic relationship with you because they're going to be afraid to be honest even if you are the one that is accepting they're going to be afraid to be honest with you because your husband their father or their mother is in denial and is uh feeling ashamed of who they are. So we just got to stop all of that. Um, the third one was educate yourself. Seems pretty, pretty self-explanatory. But I thought this was interesting. They basically said here that you don't have to wait for the big coming out moment to start learning. And I think that's so important. Um, just consider increasing your understanding of the LGBTQ community and and, and kind of brush up on the appropriate language. I'm learning all of this new language that I didn't grow up with. I grew up with gays and lesbians. That's it. And maybe bisexual. 
Uh, but I didn't grow up with trans, even though trans have been around, trans people have been around forever. Um, it's just not, it was not something that was, was talked about, right? Um, as well as, you know, any of the other um, parts of the community that I'm still learning about and learning the pronouns. Um, I, I, I've seen posts on Facebook Obviously, these are people that are friends of friends, so they're not people that are in my inner circle, but I have seen posts on Facebook where people are frustrated that they have to learn the pronouns. They say things like, why? Now I have to understand they and them and uh, he and her and she and this and that and uh, all of the conjugation that goes with that. Well, you know, I, and, they, and there's a frustration around that. And you know what? I'm sorry that that is a frustration for you. I am sorry. But it is not your place to post that kind of crap out on Facebook. And if you really feel that way, then I think you need to take a deep look within your soul and do some serious searching and reflect it, reflection, as well as educate yourself. So, um, you know, I think that's a really important one. There's a whole array of vocabulary relevant to this community, and you need to figure it out because it's not going away. Um, number four, seek your own network. And, you know, I think that this is really important because we as parents are part of our children's LGBTQ community and their experience. And so we need to make sure that we take care of ourselves in the process. And I think that's why this is so exciting that there's an organization like PFLAG that gives additional support and resources. So super stoked about that. I'm going to be, oh man, I already joined, but I am going to be a huge activist within this community here in Portland. And I can't wait for that to happen. I think too that you know, self-care is crucial. And that means that even as we're learning how best to support our children and our loved ones, we also have to find our own support because parents will pour so much of their heart and soul into raising awareness amongst their own friends and their community uh, around what this means. And they will march, they will be activists, they will help uh, sign new legislation. They will do all of the things, you know, that we do to support our children. And we need support as well. And so I really think that this is a great organization. And you need to have a safe place where you kind of work through your feelings as a parent, because, you know, we don't, we don't understand this, this world that our children are living in, which is their reality. And so we have to get educated on that. And we have to have our own, our own safe space to talk about those things. Um, the fifth one is ask open-ended questions. So giving, give your child ample opportunity to open up and share their thoughts and feelings, right? Whether they want to talk about their hopes for the future or a situation that happened in school or work um, that day, we just want to have open discussions. And if you have a sense that your, your loved one might want to talk but isn't 
isn't really doing so on their own, a gentle open-ended question to get them to talk is, how did things go at school today? And that can kind of open up the door. I have to say, this is one of the areas that I probably could have done a lot better of a job, quite frankly, as a parent. Um, I remember Cole coming home when he was, let me think, I think he was probably six or seven. And he said, Mom, there were kids at school today that were making fun of me. And I said, what do you mean? What do you mean they were making fun of you? And he said, they were calling me gay, Mom, and I don't know what that means. And I, I sat down with him and we talked about it. We talked openly about it. And I remember telling him what gay meant. And it was a really hard conversation to have with a six or seven-year-old. So just think about that. Those of you who are listening that have children that are straight, uh, you know that you're not having these kind of conversations. So <laughs> it, was, it was an interesting conversation for sure. And I, I, I pray that I said the right things. Um, I think that I did because his response was really favorable. But I remember him looking at me with shame and basically when I said, you know, this is, this is the feeling that you have, you know, how mommy has the feeling towards daddy and she loves him and she, you know, kisses him and holds his hand and that whole, all of that, you know, and I, I don't remember exactly the words that I said, but I, I did say, you know, this is the same when two, when two girls feel that way about each other or two boys feel that way about each other. And he looked at me and he said, Ooh, mommy, I don't think that that is right. And I said, why do you, why do you say that? And he says, because that's not how all the other kids are. And I said, but that's okay. That's okay, Cole. Cause if you feel that way, then it's okay. And he just kind of looked at me like, yeah, I'm not really buying it. I kind of think I might like boys, but I know that it's not right to like boys. So I remember that pretty vividly. And um, I, I wonder if he does. I, I'm going to ask him because it was such an interesting moment. Um, number six is don't push. And boy, is this important. So it's important that you address the subject with care. And the article goes on to say, it may seem counterintuitive, but the best thing to do is to wait for your child to open up to you. If asked about their sexual orientation or gender identity before they're ready to discuss it, your child might shell up or worse, experience feelings of embarrassment or even shame. And the best thing you can do is to make the conversation welcome by creating a warm and safe environment where open communication is the norm. And when they're finally ready to talk, you need to be ready to listen. Wow. When they're finally ready to talk, you need to be ready to listen. Wow. I mean, that just is so important. Um, so all these things just really hit me and I, I just wanted to do a short podcast specifically on this topic because I wanted to make sure that I touched upon this amazing organization. Again, it's called PFLAG um, and you know, there's just so many wonderful resources on this page. 
there are so many great stories, uh, stories of hope and compassion and triumph. There are stories of, you know, real, real live stories of things that are happening right now in all of our communities that are so scary, uh, especially around the suicide rates within the LGBTQ community, and it is startling. We're going to be talking more about that in upcoming podcasts. I have a lot of great guests that are going to be coming on. I have a story of a mother of two children who are in the LGBTQ community that she is a huge activist in support of them and the things that are happening in their world. Um, I have a a story of a friend of mine that I went to high school with that was born a female who has transitioned to a male. And we're going to hear his story. I also have a story of you know, I have my own story, of course, um, but I have a story of a couple of other girlfriends of mine who came out and they're coming out stories. I have some amazing, amazing specialists that will be coming on and talking about mental health within the younger population and young adult population and, and what's happening, as well as a, a gay uh, therapist who is going to speak candidly about his trials of coming out and the struggles that he went through. And then of course now is a therapist who is helping others through trauma with EFT. If you don't know what that is, it's tapping. Uh, and it's amazing. I've done it and I do it, uh, as a form of trauma therapy. Um, EMDR therapy, which is another amazing therapy for kind of the, um, I don't know exactly the terminology that describes this, but it's kind of the reprogramming of the neurons in your brain that are traumatized from uh, childhood trauma. And my gosh, I'm just going on and on and on. I have the first uh, black psychiatrist for children in Portland, Oregon, that is going to be talking. Uh, yeah. It's going to be great. And I just feel so whole and complete doing this type of work. It just gives me so much purpose and passion. And to be able to share the stories and lift others up with their stories, I mean, them lifting us up rather, I should say, is just so, it's so humbling and it's such an honor. Um, so I hope you'll join me with the rest of these upcoming podcasts and you'll be a part of the conversation and maybe just a little bit of education will help bring those of us who are on the outside looking in or those of us that are on the inside looking out it'll bring us all together so I'm looking forward to that and uh, stay tuned for more Subscribe for the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcast, or visit us at lightfromtherabbithole.com. As my good friend Tony says, my mission is my movement, and I hope you were moved with just a little more kindness and compassion today. Until next time. As a reminder, this podcast is for informational purposes only and to bring awareness and resources to those in need. 
This show will have expressed opinions and it is not intended to replace the guidance of one's medical doctor.